Welcome back, lovers and friends. On today's episode, I cover the completely batshit insane in the membrane movie with the equally batshit insane in the membrane title, Cocaine Bear, a film that has grasped the movie-going audience for just (laughs) how ridiculous a... uh, a concept that is a title and whatnot. Um, the one thing I will say about cocaine bear, blow bear, sugar booger bear, uh, Bolivian marching powder bear, this is when I think about film and I think about what going to the cinemas has become, and it's all become big budget action hero type movies and and oddball movies like this are getting a chance i i literally thought to myself multiple times watching this movie having fucking fun while also being terrified because it is you know as well get into it it's a horror movie um but i kept thinking myself this is the type of film that hollywood needs this you need bullshit like this for other things to be lauded after as much as they are and don't make don't make any mistake just because uh lizzie banks and lord and miller of lego movie fame and into spider-verse movie fame i believe just because they stretched the fuck out of the taffy on the story it does not mean that they didn't do a good job i mean some <clears throat> some things are unnecessary but this was a damn fine movie you know, if nothing else about this movie grabs you, you should definitely go see it because it is the last time that you'll get to see a film legend in Ray Lee Ota. It is his last movie. He passed on after filming his role. Like, he, he's he's gone. We're never going to get another Ray Liotta movie. So if you don't have any fucks to give you know cocaine bear sounds dumb as fuck and it is because the original story is about a bear who did a mass amount of cocaine and like any living breathing flesh and blood being on this planet its heart gave out and it fucking died i'm sure it had like one wild like i can't even imagine and i don't want to imagine when ingesting that much blow that much yowder would fucking do like you that would probably like on your way out you're like have the best fucked up high ever yeah but the bear found like i don't know a couple bricks of cocaine and uh ate him you know there's so much randomness in this movie and one of the more random things like i don't know maybe you've seen it at a bar or pub where you uh, frequent, but I have never seen anyone eating penne in a bar. That shit caught me the fuck off guard because Alden Ehrenreich's character is uh, the son of Ray Liotta's. And so uh, O'Shea Jackson's character and Ray Liotta are having a chit-chat in like a Chuck E. Cheese-looking place for Liotta's character's grandkid. And uh, he sends him to go find him because his Apparently, storyline-wise, his his son's wife convinced him to get out of the drug business game, and then she died of cancer. So he's sitting in a bar, and this is weeks after after 
I know laughing at people's tragedy is uh, bad, but he's sitting in a bar weeks after the funeral and whatnot, his son's mom's death, and he's eating a bowl of plain penne. And it just struck me as so odd, but this, then again, this is like the fucking 80s, I want to say, where this time, this movie, the time that this movie takes place in. So... All bets are off. I wasn't born in the eighties. I'm sure they were doing some oddball shit in the nineties, but I was born in eighty. I was born in eighty eight, and I grew up. I'm a child of the nineties, so I didn't really get to see it like that. So who fucking knows? <clears throat> One of my favorite. <clears throat> Actors in this film, though, famed, famed character actor, Margot Martindale, the ever persistent character actor playing small town or small town. Yeah, small town forest ranger. You got to love that shit. Like uh, last time I saw Margot is uh, she was playing small town rednecky weed farmer. In a, a season of Justified, she was the bad guy, the big, <coughs> excuse me, the big bad of a, a season of Justified. I just, I just love her because she is, she is that. Like I just said, the ever persistent character actor. She throws herself into roles and gets lost in them. And this, this role is the role of a, uh, again, it's the eighties. The role of a older park ranger who has a uh, has the hots for some fucking dillweed looking motherfucker it's just he's got a bowl cut and you know he's got the bowl cut mustache combo Ugh. couldn't get away with that look today buddy people would be suspicious but she plays it to perfection she's uh there's some surprising shit. She's responsible for accident, the accidental shooting of a teenager. There's some shit that goes down this movie. But every every scene that she is in is succulent. It's uh, delectable. I enjoy watching Miss Martindale, again, do her dizzle. Another person that's doing their dizzle, and they've been doing their dizzle since the NWA biopic film, is... Uh, <coughs> Son of the legendary West Coast rapper, O'Shea Jackson, son. Yes, yeah, I know I said that right. O'Shea Jackson, and in my my humble and sometimes not humble opinion, I think uh, young O'Shea, is uh, he's improving his acting skills with each film he does. Each project, I should say, because he was in Star Wars. He was in, uh, he was in a Star Wars. He was in the Obi-Wan miniseries, I suppose, because they're not, they haven't announced they're going to do more. They could if they wanted to. Just don't, don't fuck with the timeline so much this time, Disney. Because it's kind of hard to explain how. Yeah, just don't fuck with the timeline. Uh, <clears throat> but no, O'Shea is doing, he's doing better and better. I felt like, I felt his stiffness and, and maybe the, uh, the awkwardness of first-time acting, that could have been in part due to the fact that his father is the one and only Ice Cube, Don Mecca. Mr. Everyday is a good day. 
type ass nigga. I feel like he's he's only gonna get better and better. He was in one of those MonsterVerse films too. He was in like a Godzilla or a King Kong. I think he was in a King Kong. Can't pull off the top of my head because this Corona Extra Fina Mas has got me long necking and checking and I'm a little bit <laughs> I'm a little bit bad boy cardi, I suppose I could say. I'm getting a little bit little bit tipsy but we're gonna keep shit in line because <clears throat> you guys don't want to hear me get on my stupid shit today out of every line in the movie though when i when i recall back to memory about this film and it's been on my mind for so long you guys like i've i just i adore this this film i adore lizzie banks i've adored her since she was pitching perfectly you know i adored her reboot of the charlie's angels movies even though everybody else didn't i i i fucking found it you know charming and just like i found those movies charming i find lizzie banks charming in her again directing movie you know in this movie and out of everything that was written probably my favorite line in this film uh why is the bear acting like this did you feed it cocaine <laughs> and that's when uh when the the bull cat mustache combo character climbs up a tree and, and the little boy had been trying to warn uh, two of the characters that were looking for the children that uh, there was a bear acting fucking out of its fucking mind, whacked out, shitheaded. And uh, <laughs> hair, hair, bull cut, mustache combo, you know, why is the bear acting like this? Did you feed it cocaine? <laughs> Like I, I can conjure that memory, seeing that shit, just, oh, my God. And uh, after that happens, because the guy falls in a big-ass bundle of cocaine, and so the bear is sniffing it out, because they must have senses that just are insane off the Richter scale. And it sniffs uh, a light dusting of Yowder on the bullcut mustache combo character's Button down shirt, and so he starts freaking out and brushes off him. So the bear jumps down to the ground, runs up the tree. And this is one of the first scenes where you see it where you're like, Holy fucking shit, Lizzie Banks did a horror comedy because the camera don't cut away, son. Like, you thought it was just rated R because there was going to be a bear doing copious amounts of cocaine. You were out of your motherfucking mind, son. It's rated R because it's a fucking horror, horror comedy. The bear fucking eats this motherfucker, like, just biting, but it's it's mauling. And so what ends up happening is bull cut mustache combo falls to the ground, probably broke his neck if he didn't die from bleeding the fuck out in, like, a couple of minutes. Bear jumps down. There's a bunch of yowder on the fucking... on a decapitated leg. And I never thought I'd say bear do a line of cocaine off a dead man's severed, I said decapitated, which is incorrect. I meant to say severed leg. Uh, and that's that's when it struck me that I was like, this film is batshit insane in the best way possible. Like I said before, Hollywood needs movies like this. I'd like to see more movies like this. And actually, knows, news knows broke. Actually, knows broke after news broke shortly after 
this film was released that the company that gave you the sci-fi channel hits of yesteryear of Sharknado, any any type of movie involving a giant animal, they're going to do Meth Gator, a I'm assuming a an alligator who happens upon a big cache of crystal methamphetamine. And I already know it's going to suck because they're not going to have the budget that Cocaine Bear had. Modest budget, but still good, good enough that, yeah, you know. And after seeing that scene, I thought, yeah, you know, this is a full-blown horror film. It's a horror film comedy mashup. It just some of the shit. They don't shy away from showing you the gore of what a, a alleged bear could do while coked out. Uh, this easily out of the few films that Lizzie Banks has directed is her best one. It's easily her best film. Uh, it's it's being loved by the critics. Critics and film goers are loving what Lizzie Banks has done with Cocaine Bear. So it's without a doubt her best film. And uh, I'm I'm proud of her. She's had a long career in film as an actor and she's transitioned. She seems to be making the the dedicated pivot to directing. And she's not doing a bad job. You know, I think personally they don't need a sequel. Um, if they were going to do a sequel, tighten up on the the human parts. Like, it, you know, makes sense. It's a good plot line because <clears throat> it's a true story of how the bear found the cocaine. Some fucking nut job tossing cocaine in duffels out of a plane. Whatever. But the other human being pieces of the film, like, it's always fun. It's always great to see the lovely and talented uh, Carrie Russell, but she really didn't have a goddamn thing to do in this film. Her character was not necessary, and she had all the plot armor around her. Like, you knew she was never going to get fucking hacked to death by a bear's uh, gargantuan and strengthened jaws. Uh, she was just a mom out to find her delinquent child who was playing hooky from school with her best mate. Uh, I found that to be like the, if I was going to, you know, be negative towards the film, it would be that, that one element, that one human element. All the other humans, it made sense. It made sense for the big ass, the big, the big giant redheaded dude from Game of Thrones to uh, the guy who played the wildling, it makes sense for his character to be there. Like, that makes sense. That hits the, the drug dealers looking for the cocaine. It makes sense. The cop who's looking to bust somebody that he probably considers a longtime rival, even if the other guy doesn't even know who the fuck he is. Um, <clears throat> another thing that didn't make sense is something that I won't spoil because I want for you to discover, and I, I'm sure you'll, you'll, you'll know it when you see it. You'll feel it happening. It'll be like, that kind of makes zero sense in a uh, storytelling point. But other than those few glitches in The Matrix, I found this to be a fully enjoyable film. And at the end of the film, Ray, Ray Liotta does what his character does, what nobody other person is able to do. Shoots the fucking bear, and there's a duffel stuck on a branch, so he pulls the duffel, 
and the duffel falls. And if this didn't give you a vibe of like, this is a horror movie, the bear's fallen kind of Lion King, Scar Mufasa style from a great, from a great height onto something. And, uh, the bear magically rises from the grave after a duffel, a little, a little brick of cocaine falls out of the duffel and smashes on the cliff and sprinkles all over the bear. And the cocaine bear, uh, pulls the Michael Myers like revival through the help of cocaine. As I called it, or I thought to myself, a cocaine flurry. (laughs) The bear fucking rises up like Michael Myers, crawls up the side of the cliff, spits out the bullet, spits out the fucking bullet that Ray Liotta shot it with, and mauls him to death. And that's the only death that you, the camera, pulls away from. I fucking love Cocaine Bear. I thought it was a fun, fucking stupid time at the movies. And I told another girl I was talking to on Tinder because I had originally intended to see this film when it debuted at the box office. But if you were living in the state of Oregon, it snowed. We got hit with like inches of snow overnight. So kind of wasn't going nowhere. But she said that film looked stupid and I admitted, yes, it looks stupid, but it looks stupid fun. I know exactly what I'm getting with this film. Stupid fun. That's what I'm expecting. If they give me anything less than stupid fucking fun, I might not be so favorable. But I do fucking love the fuck out of this movie for the fact that they were able to take a small piece of taffy and stretch it and stretch it and make it make it last and and make it good and tasty and enjoyable. They, Jeff's kiss, they pulled it the fuck off. And I know that I had a little bit of negativity towards it. But even with the weak human elements of the plot, I'm still going to give this movie four fucking thumbs up. Because like I just stated to you, not even a minute ago, I knew exactly what the fuck I was getting when I walked into the theater. I got what I wanted. I got a zany... Well, I got even more than what I wanted because I didn't even know that it was going to turn out to be a horror comedy, not just like, you know, oh, based on true events kind of bullshit. It's a horror movie. It's a straight-up horror comedy film. And if you go back and you look throughout history, um, you'll see that uh, one in particular, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, they stretch the fuck out of the taffy because Ed Gain was doing shit with dead bodies, but I can't recall the top of my head if he was really wearing them as masks. And I think he had fashioned some home decor out of human skin, but he wasn't doing all the shit with the chainsaw and, and all that. So this isn't the first time that Hollywood has done a horror film production based around true events. Uh, it's what they should say instead of based on true events. They should say based around because they really be do going around some shit. But even that aside, I still, yeah, four fucking thumbs up. Cocaine Bear now in theaters. Go check it out. Uh, you form your own opinion. I know a lot of people are going to have different opinions than mine, obviously. But I'd like to think by now, my little truffle hunters, you come here to get the sauce, the 411 and done. 
because I think you trust my opinion. And in my opinion, this was, if you want to go have stupid fun at cinemas, go get blitz, have some beers, sneak a weed pen in there, do your dizzle, have fun. This is, this is what going to the cinema is supposed to be, fun, something different and fucking fresh. And I'm here for it. I fucking love it. I'm going to go check it out again, and I'll catch you guys on the next one. Peace.